0: What do we think about the Brewers acquiring Owen Miller from the Cleveland Guardians, the infielder? You know much about this guy?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's played on the Cleveland Guardians team the last couple years. Uh, He is... He is another move where it's not a move where all of a sudden the Brewers become a legit contender in the NL, but it's just another below-the-radar move that makes your roster better. Like Owen Owen Miller is a guy that can play first, second, third. He actually played one game at shortstop last year for the Cleveland Guardians. So he can basically play any uh, position on the infield, much like Jace Peterson, who signed a, a deal with the Oakland A's already this winter. Yeah. And over the course of an entire season, he projects to hit. If he got the you know roughly 600 allotted at bats, like a normal uh, everyday starter would, he'd hit between 12 or 15 home runs, probably like 50 to 60 RBIs. But the reason the reason why it makes sense for the Milwaukee Brewers is because he can play any position. He's versatile. He has big league experience. It, it, he's still a guy that is very controllable and. Not to mention he has multiple options left. So he can hang out in AAA. He can be the guy that uh, is up at the big leagues. Then, you know, two weeks later, he's back in AAA. It's a move that makes your roster better. It gives your roster depth and versatility. It's not a game-changing move where it's like, all right, we're going to beat the Dodgers now. But it's, it's a move that made your team better. And what was the deal? A player to be named later or cash. If it turns into cash, it's not like Owen Miller, who's played two parts of major league seasons and is 26 years old, is commanding much more than league minimum. And if it's a player to be named later, it's not the, the percentages that a player to be named later become a big league caliber player or even play in the big leagues <gasps> is very, very, very small. So basically, and? the Brewers gave up hardly anything to improve their roster.
0: I see some people really upset about it that are on the station later in the day, Rowdy.
1: I mean, there's nothing to be upset about. We'll, they we'll They made that. the roster better and they really didn't give anything up to do so. It just didn't make the roster better to the point where you're like, all right. They're the NL favorite now, but it's another move in the right direction where the roster is better today than it was yesterday before the trade.
0: And there's some people that join us every Tuesdays around seven forty, and also have their own show from four to six Monday through Friday. That seem upset with this move. Uh, We'll get into the move in the the, also. You know the Brewers.
1: You know that the Brewers love this angle because he's originally from Mequon. Is it Mequon, Wisconsin? So you know the Brewers are going to sell Wisconsin guy too.
0: Yeah, he's (laughs) from Mequon. Wisconsin
1: native. Bring him home. Now me, I could care less if where he's, he's a Wisconsin guy or where he's from, but ultimately it does make your team better. It yeah. makes your Major League Baseball team better.
0: And we say goodbye to uh, Feliciano. He has been
1: And now that's the other part. So because the roster, the 40-man roster was full By actually Mario. I was I was talking to a few people the last couple of days about uh, their 40 man. I thought that they probably had about 3 to 5 guys on their 40 man where if they got rid of them or DFA'd them yeah, they're not really going to blink an eye. So in theory they still probably had like five roster spots left. Yeah. I was actually a little bit surprised that they uh DFA'd Mario Feliciano over a guy like uh, Peyton Henry. So If you remember, Peyton Henry was a guy that they actually traded. He was one of their catching prospects uh, for a relief pitcher a couple years ago. It was the relief pitcher from uh, Miami that got hurt. Remember he got shelled? Yeah. For yeah. like two weeks and then he hurt his arm. I can't even oh. remember his name. He was having a pretty good year. it, does, it, it doesn't matter? Irrelevant it. anyways. But Peyton Henry was one of the catching prospects that they had that they traded to Miami. And since then he had played in parts of uh, two big league seasons uh in the big leagues, but was never really like a big time wasn't a starter, never had really much of any success. Probably looked like he was trending to be like a quadruple A catcher his entire career. Feliciano was the guy that was younger. He was the guy that after they traded Henry, a lot of people, including myself thought uh, Mario Feliciano, probably your next catcher to be. He is your prospect. He's maybe the future. Yeah. Well, he played a little bit. He played in a few games last year in the big leagues, but nothing sustainable. Once he got to triple a, he couldn't stay healthy. And, uh, it looks like Brewers' new front office Matt Arnold wasn't sold on Mario Feliciano being anything near their catcher of the future. No, so it looks like because they DFA'd him over Peyton Henry or Peyton Henry, the older player, it looks like they valued Peyton Henry's big league experience over Mario Feliciano's. Projection of being the quote-unquote catcher of the future. So it doesn't seem like they were sold on Mario Feliciano. But yeah, I was a little bit surprised they actually DFA'd him over Henry if they were going to DFA a catcher. But again, it's not like it's a
0: huge loss. Yeah, so there you go. Badger's making some moves. AE hey, getting some more guys in. Brewer's making some moves. Getting a Wisconsin native back from Mequon. Owen Miller from the Guardians. Uh, and also, Roddy, I just realized this. We were We were... Uh, inside joke, uh, inside joking about a guy from Cleveland. And then we just got a guy from Cleveland back to Wisconsin. How about that? And we had a guy from Cleveland in Wisconsin went back to yeah, Cleveland. Here
1: it is. What? So Peyton Henry went over in the John Curtis with two S's deal. Oh, I, I forgot about remember John his name. Curtis. He was the guy that actually pitched like a year and a half pretty well in the big leagues. Two had S's. Had some good number. And then right when he traded to uh, Milwaukee, he got absolutely shelled for like two weeks. And then they put him on the IR because remember, it was a pretty good deal because he was controllable for like the next couple of years. And then they went into the offseason before last year and they didn't even pick up his ARB deal.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's brutal. Curtis with two S's. All right. uh, There you go. There's a little... uh little comings and goings of Wisconsin, well, more of the Cumings, of people coming to Wisconsin here. And hey, if you're out there, I would love to know uh, our guy Corey and Marshall, uh, he was just messaging me, a big old tree fell down in his backyard uh, from the big heavy snow. Uh, Pam Yonke said she saw a big old branch fall down on the uh, driving in this morning here uh, in Madison. Uh, How's it going out there for everyone? 608-321-1670. 10-2 snow equals slow. You see anything fall down, Rowdy? I had to, my, that damn tree fell down on Friday, but nothing else last night for me. Anything for you? Everything all smooth sailing? That's not a baby. All uh, right, yeah, it's uh, Madison schools have been canceled, I guess. And I guess our guy uh, King and Shawnee, so they canceled school up in Shawnee as well, but they got like six to 10 inches. I think we got it on like four here. Uh, nothing too crazy. I do not want to have to uh, shovel or snowplow. So, uh, Jen, if you can get up early and uh, do that for me, that would be great. Thank you. All right, Gone at 60 coming up. I called the National Headlines. Got to get into this. Uh, Expectations for Brewers fans. Now, I know we have different expectations than others. It's funny that some people will cry and moan about a move like Owen Miller to have depth on their team, but then also bend over backwards for the Brewers when Craig Council pulls a pitcher after four innings. I don't understand. I mean, I guess my biggest gripe would be preferring –
1: to see the Brewers make the World Series but not win, but then being angry about some moves—I yeah. know. Because <laughs> if I'm if I'm going for it, I want to win the whole effing thing. To yes. quote Jake Taylor,
0: yeah. "There's only one thing left to do, Rowdy. Yeah, Let's win the whole effing thing." Well, just got uh, just got the message. The missus, the wifey didn't travel. It's on me. Well, there's still time. Uh, speaking of you know money and spending money, and, and I think you said the word cheap a little bit ago, uh, Rowdy sent me this tweet. Spent on free agents this offseason, it's every team in the majors, and it's rounded uh, rounded million. A total of over $3 billion, $3 billion have been spent so far on free agents this offseason. Top of the list, there are the San Francisco Giants, $463 million. Up next, the Mets, 462. The Yankees, 412. I was told the poverty franchise, but the Philadelphia Phillies, $387 million. And rounding out the top five, uh, the Padres at 352. And then you have to scroll all the way down, and
1: then the very last team on that list is actually the Milwaukee Brewers who have spent
0: $0 (laughs) in free agency. Every team in the majors, but two have spent at least a million dollars or more. I gave you the top five right there. Rowdy, the only two teams not to spend a million dollars so far on the over $3 billion spent in free agency are, yes, the Milwaukee Brewers, who are dead last, and the Miami Marlins. Wow,
1: And that's why I'm in such a conundrum right now as a Brewer fan and as someone that is supposed to come on these airwaves and talk about the Milwaukee Brewers and try to help break down some of the players that they've added and some of the moves that they've made. Because my conundrum is... There's really nothing outside of me hoping that they would actually re-sign Brad Boxberger, and now if they can get him for cheaper than $3 million, so be it. But other than that, I don't really have much issues with what the Milwaukee Brewers have done roster-wise by making this roster better. Like the Hunter Renfro trade, that was a meh trade for me. But it was a trade that if you know much about baseball, you knew that it was coming and you knew that it had to be done. You knew that the Brewers did not want to pay him what he was going to make in arbitration. You knew that it was in the last year of his contract, so the Brewers would want to get something for him because you know that the Brewers won't want to have him for the rest of this season and then not extend him because he was at the uh, age... And the point of his career where he's going to be 32 years old, and are you really going to give the money that he has deserved and he has earned to the type of player, to to a Hunter Renfro type? The Brewers can't afford that. They're not going to do that. That's just a terrible contract in general. So you knew that they had to trade him. So that was meh. You got uh, Jansen Junk, who was on the the, – top 30 prospect list for the angels. You got a a low level lottery ticket. And then another guy that'll probably be up and down between triple a and the big leagues and could maybe contribute to your bullpen a little bit. It is kind of what it is. Every other move, like the winker move for Wong. I thought that was lateral at the very least. Yeah. And if anything, it was probably slightly a thumbs up. It it gave you the ability to kind of have a little bit of a buffer between all of your young outfield prospects. It brought in a bat that should play up at Miller park. He's left-handed. We know that he's crushed at uh Miller park. Now American family field in general. We know that he crushes at the other stadiums, especially great American in said division. And it's kind of an insurance policy for, like I said, those young outfielders that you have. Hey, the, the Colton Wong moving on, it gives you the ability to bring up Bryce Terang and not have to have him sit behind and not get at bats. It makes sense. Sure. Again. All of the William Contreras trade we just talked about. Beautiful. It makes sense. It was a great trade. Strokes of genius. They filled their catching need and they got two guys, one that will contribute on the big league team out of the bullpen, and another guy that might be a back end bullpen guy in the next couple years. It was a great move for literally one top 10 prospect that happened to be your fifth best outfielder and your 10th best prospect. It was a great trade. But where I'm getting to is I've liked pretty much every single move. Some of the moves are better than others.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like
1: the William Contreras versus an Owen Miller. Yeah. But almost all of these, outside of the Renfro trade, you can argue has made their roster and their team better for now. And the Renfro trade was a trade that had to be made if you wanted to get anything back for them. And being the Brewers, you need to get something back for them. So I, I can't argue, but the thing is. I still can't move them up from where they were prior to the moves. Like, yeah, they filled their catcher position. Yeah, they might be in a better outlook uh, in certain spots after these trades. But, but I can't put them ahead of the Braves. I can't put them ahead of well, the Mets. No, I, mean, they're, they're I can't money. put them ahead of the Phillies. I can't put them ahead of the Cardinals. I can't put them ahead of the Dodgers. I can't put them ahead of the, the Padres. Even though they're improving their roster and doing what they have to do, it's just so alarming because... They haven't spent any money in free agency. And I know they're a cheap franchise. I know they're a small market. And I know not to expect that they're going <laughs> to I know that they're not I shouldn't expect them to, to shell out the money. But here's the thing. If you're going to try to sell to me that you are in a window where you're trying to win the World Series, at least, at least tease me one or two of those years towards your nipples end, a little bit, Rowdy? Towards the end of this little window which we are at, twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three are the last two years of this window. Don't sell. At least go buy. At least try and buy. A they spent zero dollars,
0: and and right now they already
1: they already told you this. They sold Josh Hader, and right now you're already you're right. This very second, the projected payroll for the Milwaukee Brewers was 112 million. The payroll last year was like a roughly 135. That's saying you have at least. At least twenty-three million to play with, so, but I would argue if you were really going to go all in and 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 really pay the money, once you think that they'd probably have thirty-five million to play with, you could go get two solid players to add to this roster. But they haven't done it, and I don't think it's asking that much for two years at the end of a window where you're really all in to win before so, you recycle to go spend some money. And we're not we're not talking
0: about three hundred million dollars. What deals. you're saying is you want a little foreplay before they f you in the end. You just want a little, you want to be wined and dined. I know I only have one more year left until
1: we go into somewhat of a rebuild. It's like a
0: Tinder date. You you want to go out there, you want to get wined and dined a little bit and get a little, uh, maybe get the third base before you never call that person again the next day, right? You just want them to spend a little money. And it's not,
1: it's not like you're right? saying, go get Trey Turner. No, just spend a little money. Guy. Like
0: I just want to go out for a nice steak dinner. It's like add a couple nice pieces. Yeah, give me, I want an appetizer. I want drinks. I want an appetizer. I want the main course, and I want a little dessert. And if there's hanky-panky at the end, that's fine. Then I'll never call you again. You just want to be dined and wined a little bit. And we know that the Brewers. That I get
1: it. They're not a team Makes that you sense. can consistently spend money and consistently compete yeah. for a World Series. So it's like after this season. You're not going down the aisle with them. I know that. We are probably going to be down for uh, at least a couple seasons before we can have some of these young guys come up, play well, and maybe reach their ceilings. But We'll slap and tickle. You know it's not a World Series contender. You knew your World Series contender is a very finite timeline. And uh, to be honest, they've been pretty underwhelming from what they've done Basically, since twenty eighteen, I mean, look,
0: look who spent money. Uh, the Brewers and the Marlins have not. The Mariners have spent a million. The Reds have spent a million. The Braves a million. The Royals three million. The, the uh, you know the Diamondbacks four million. And she, like, going I get, from there.
1: I get they try to sell these bites of the apples to us. But think about twenty eighteen, where you were one game away, and I to this day to the day that I die will say if Craig Council manages two separate games differently, they're in the World Series. Totally. But I digress. Yeah. 2019 you made the you were in the postseason as a one game playoff you lost to the nationals the nationals won the world series remember that was the josh Hader uh struggling the trent grisham error you got one game in the postseason that year 2020 you technically got two but you shouldn't have even been there that was a disaster disgusting 2021 that was a team that I felt like could have went to the World Series. You rested all of your players down the stretch the last three weeks. You came in cold. Yeah, you, quit on them. you literally got bounced first round of the Braves. They won the World Series. And then 2022. You sold at the deadline when you had a three to four game lead on the Cardinals. You didn't even make the postseason. Now you enter the very last year of this firm window that you have. And the next couple years after that, if they trade the guys that I expect them to trade, this is, at best, a fringe playoff Just, team.
0: just take us out to dinner. Let us get the drinks. Let us get the appetizers. A, they say life
1: is cyclical. And when you're a small market team, when you can compete and when you can't compete, it's always cyclical. So we're at the end of this cycle. And unfortunately, the
0: team was cowards and sold. Cowards. Let us get the drinks, the appetizers, the main course. Let us get the dessert. And then if you don't want to call us the next day, that's fine. At least you spent some money. And then now we're talking
1: about them not spending money, being one of two teams to have not spent money. Now I get it. The winter's not over. They can still spend money. But right now, for how it looks,
0: it doesn't look great. Now I saw this from Tom Silverstein. Covers the Packers. little nugget. The Packers have not yet offered Alan Lazard an extension. Alan Lazard, what is he right now? He was a restricted free agent coming in? Yep. And now soon to be unrestricted? Do you think Alan Lazard will be part of the wide receiver core of the future of the Green Bay Packers? I think there's a couple things that will determine if
1: Alan Lazard will be on the Packers roster next year. One, does Alan Lazard want to test the free agent market? Two, if he does test the free agent market, if there are really any good offers out there for him, I don't think the Packers
0: match him. How big of a piece is Alan Lazard to the Green Bay Packers?
1: For us coming into the season, talking about Alan Lazard has to be the Packers' number one. Where do you put him on the Packers pecking order for receivers if, now, not not right now, but we'll say the entire year, what he's done the entire year. What would you put him in the Packers wide receiver <laughs> third. pecking order? Third. I was kind
0: of thinking third, too. Third. I would go Christian Watson. What, Romeo Dobbs and Alan Lazard? I was
1: kind of thinking he was behind those two guys as well and going into next year alan lazard is a guy that is an unrestricted free agent he's making just under four million this year on his restricted free agent deal but christian watson and romeo dobbs combined are making 3.1 million (laughs) do you really feel like paying a a guy that's probably number three on your receiving core Almost twice as much no. as what uh, the two guys ahead of them will be making. No. Especially when, depending on what happens the rest of the season, the Green Bay Packers could be picking extremely high in this draft still. And there are two really, really good wide receivers that will be in the top 15. And we know that... We know that the Green Bay Packers don't draft wide receivers, but if if for some reason they had an inkling that maybe this was the year to do so. After 23 years? I mean, there's two good options. 22 years? Now, you look at the Green Bay Packers roster for next year, you could always make the argument that an offensive lineman or like an offensive tackle would be a pick, right? Yeah. Especially with Bakhtiari and... Elton Jenkins like their futures are still in
0: question like you got to kind of hang on to Bakhtiari because doesn't his hit go down after next year yeah Bakhtiari
1: probably still going to be on the squad next year because he's still
0: got a big hit, cap hit
1: I think most Packer fans would and Aaron Rodgers would like to see Elton Jenkins re-signed yeah. but it's still you, so you could always make the case for an offensive lineman or an offensive tackle in the first round especially in like the top 15 right yeah but then you look at the rest of the roster And you could maybe argue, if you don't believe in Devontae Wyatt, maybe another defensive lineman because Dean Lowry's going to be gone, Jaron Reed probably going to be gone. So you could make that argument. But it looks like, outside linebacker-wise, you got a pretty good three right now. You got Smith, you got Gary, and you got Inigbari. Those look like a pretty solid top three. Yes, sir. The secondary... When we look at corners, you're pretty set with your top three for the next few seasons in Jair, in Douglas, and in Stokes. Yeah. Where you really have holes where you would probably want to spend a big time draft pick is the safety position, where the safety position, you're probably not going to have Adrian Amos, who's your best safety. Darnell Savage, who knows what happens. I know they picked up his option, but again, It wouldn't surprise me if he's not on the roster. (laughs) So that safety is a big hole. But then outside of that, it's literally wide receiver where you only are going to have Watson, Dobbs and Toure under contract for sure. And And that's tight end.
0: Yeah, Tight end is a big question. The
1: tight end is really... Mercedes Lewis, well, yeah. who, again, it, it feels, feels like he's block. been on a one-year deal for the last few years. He gets like one
0: touch on a season that's exciting, though. He's
1: getting closer and closer to 40. Big Bob Tunyon, who will be an uh, unrestricted free agent next year. Josiah DeGuara will be in the last year of his deal. Tyler Davis will be a restricted free agent, so you could bring him back for cheap for just one more season. And then it's all your practice squad guys. That I mean, that's really nothing at tight end. But luckily... This uh, upcoming 2023 NFL draft is supposed to be a very talented, very deep yes, tight end draft. So, so what do the
0: Packers do? Do they go with a wide receiver at the first I, pick? Do they well, they that's go what with I'm a, saying. It's like tight end. If tight
1: end is a going to be a huge need, maybe one of your biggest needs. They go unsexy with the lineman. I don't think you might, I don't know if you would take a tight end right away because of how deep the 2023 tight end draft is supposed to be. So that leaves you with the boring offensive
0: line, which they will probably do the wide receiver or a safety. It'll be safety or lineman Packers have not drafted a wide receiver in the first round since Javon Walker. That's a long time ago. That's 2001. <laughs> you, you got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Well, look at Brian Gutekos. He's like, well, look at the value I found in now value as in the sense of not first round, but look what I got in round two with Christian Watson. I could do it again. How deep is the wide receiver draft class coming up? See, that's the thing. (laughs) The
1: really, really deep wide receiver classes have been 2020, 2021, and 2022, and the Green Bay Packers did not use a top draft pick on some of the top receivers in that class but I guess you could say that they found Christian Watson in the second round. They found Romeo Dobbs in the fourth round. Yeah,
0: That's good to be like, look at me. Look what I've done. Why would I go first but round? I mean, I'll get a lineman. It's going to be
1: interesting because your skilled positions at wide receiver and tight end, you're literally only tied to, to, to four of them. And that is Watson, Dobbs, Toure, and DeGuara. Yeah. <laughs> there could be a potentially a ton of new faces in that green Bay Packer wide receiver and tight end room. And ah man, you look at this and it looks like there are some easy fixes, but nothing's ever as no, easy no, as it easy. Seems. Nope. Rob Reichel coming up next. See, I feel like I could actually, if I was, if Brian Gudekunst told me he wasn't going to take like a wide receiver or anything like that in the first round, I would probably be like...
0: but the Packers have told you that for 20-plus years.
1: But but if he takes a tight end in this deep tight end class in the second round, and it's like, I don't know, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, stud tight end. Because at this point, we're still thinking that the Green Bay Packers are most likely going to draft towards the top of the draft, correct? Yeah. Like they're still in the top 12.
0: Yeah.
1: If they took Michael Mayer in the second round, I... I would, I would understand an offensive or defensive lineman in the first round a little bit. Cause I mean, that's an extremely talented tight end coming out of Notre Dame that can block yeah. and especially good at the receiving. I mean, I, if you were going to tell me that you were going to get a tight end like that in the second round, I could understand an offensive or defensive lineman in the first round. Sure. Especially if he feels like he can find the third, fourth, fifth round, uh, you know, diamonds in the rough at the wide receiver position. Yeah. But we'll see. You got it. You with as many wide receivers that are going to be, they're not going to do it with as many tight ends that are probably going to be leaving this roster. You have to take a decent amount of skilled positions in this upcoming draft. They're not going to do wide receiver. Unless you're willing to go out there and and pay for it on the free agent market, which we know that the Green Bay Packers continue to kick contracts down the road so they don't have a ton of money.
0: Rowdy, I mean, they're not taking a wide receiver. If they did, we'll, we'll throw a party. Oh my, dude. We'll throw a party if they do.
1: Say they do have a top 12 pick and their first two picks are like Johnston out of TCU who's the best wide receiver in college football because he's projected right around top 12 mm-hmm. and then in the second round they take Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Oh man.
0: Oh man. Well if they won't but if they oh, do they won't But if, if they, they do did. we'll throw a party <laughs> if they did we will throw a party if they did if they do they won't but if they do we'll throw a party and you're all invited. Brian, I would, you're be, invited I would be
1: tickled if they did
0: tickled green and gold. Goody Coons, you're invited. Matt LaFleur, you can cry in the corner. Uh, only Mark Murphy's not invited. They don't like him. Go to our guy, Zach. Heilpin, our sports director. Handsome bastard. Zach, how many inches are out there in the greater Sun Prairie area?
2: Closest thing to, to us,
0: 3.8. Can,
2: can you imagine closing schools for three inches of snow?
0: Four yeah. inches of snow, five inches of snow. Soft. Sharp and soft. soft. Very soft. Preposterous. Zach, have you... Uh, I, I want to make sure all the dogs in your neck of the woods, from Dane to little Sir Bentley, have an opportunity to walk around. Did you shovel your sidewalks? Uh, I
2: just got done with the deck. Going to do the sidewalk after I get off the phone with you.
0: Oh, uh, well, I guess it doesn't really matter for little little uh, Remington, I should say, because, you know, he gets carried around, so...
2: Yes. Uh, who cares? I mean, yeah, the guys that are getting carried, not so big. You know, Dane, we've got to. Obviously, clean.
0: You should clean put a plow up. in front of Dane. Like, I feel like he could he could like shovel for you, like plow it all the way. Like Sir Remington, Funny. he needs to be carried.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. No doubt.
0: Zach, uh, question for you. Mm. I, I. Well, first, I'm going to tell you a story. I chuckled pretty good this morning. I had a nice little belly laugh uh, this yeah. morning as I looked in my email. I got a an email from our sports director. You, Zach Heilprin, and in it, I was looking at because uh, you caught up with a great guard yesterday. Uh, for media, and I was chuckling a little bit about one Greg Gard and what he had to say. I'm going to play it, Zach, and I want you to uh, react, obviously, to it and tell the fine folks how it all came to be, it came to fruition, that Greg Gard took a pot shot at you and your haircut, which is yeah. shaving your head. I'm going to play it, so.
1: It's getting different, Zach, Is my hair starting
2: to become <laughs> like yours. Okay. You know, I'm going to go to your barber here pretty sure. soon. It's yeah. putting a lot of stress on it. Yeah. Now, hey, different ways, no. I mean, you...
0: Now, Zach, your barber is yourself, or uh, I was just say like a, a razor blade. Cause you just shave your yeah.
2: head. Yeah, Gillette, Gillette Gillette's Gillette, your Mr. barber. Mister Gillette's
0: your barber. And Greg Gard, can get. Greg Gard is team small here. He's like, you know,
2: let's be fair about this. He's losing. Let's, I, it. Yeah, let's let's be fair about this. Like he, he's he's kind of made that he's made that joke a bunch this year about how you know they keep on playing close games, and I I, I laugh every time. So uh, I'm not going to say it's a bad joke. <laughs> yeah. But if we're being honest, if I wanted to have that haircut. I wouldn't just. I would just wouldn't have shaved my head back. You so know, you would have
0: years. the great guard haircut if you just didn't shave your head with Gillette. I could. You could. I could. I can't now. I yeah. could. I could've. could have. Could um, have. You would still have hair, like if it grows, if you let it grow, like it, there'd be hair yeah. there, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yes. Yes, of course. But like, yeah. I mean, who I, would I, have I more like, hair?
2: You were Gard. You know what? Probably Greg. But <laughs> I, I'll say this. Uh, you know, Bo Ryan. He's got. I mean, him and Bo Ryan both like. Have just you know you know the the, uh, the flow back try and cover up the the spots but we all know what's going on underneath there. Bo Bo finally came home uh, a few years ago and uh, you know is no longer you know brushing it back. I think Greg is going to have to come around to that at some point. But right now it's good enough, it's good enough to cover it a little bit. But. Um, him, yeah, him, ta- him taking a shot. I-, I thought you would like that. That's why I included it.
0: I, I love that. In fact, I led the show kind of with it earlier this, uh, <laughs> at around six ten this morning. But Zach, right, so what was he talking about? Maybe him lo- losing more hair is it because that's quote unquote team drama for the Wisconsin yeah. Major basketball team? Well, you
2: think about last year; they went eighteen and two in games decided by single digits, right? So they they did this all last year, and now they're five and two, and all their their last I think the last five wins have all been by single digits. Um, so. Or it might, it might be six now, but all their all their wins are so so close games, and so I was just asking if they're if they're winning them differently last you know compared to last year because last year they had a closer in Johnny Davis where he could take over games. He saw it at Michigan State, we saw it at Indiana, saw it at Purdue. Like he, they had that, and this year they don't. So it's it's kind of a more of a. Um, I, I thought maybe they had to do it in different ways, and he, he said no. So um, his, his the long version of the answer is. You know what happens in the first thirty-six, thirty-seven minutes just as important. What's happened in the last three minutes of games, um, and, and really nothing's changed except for him losing more of his hair. <laughs>
0: all right. So how, how do we how do we take this team then, Zach? I mean, obviously uh, with only two losses, and those two losses, what, Kansas and and what was it, Wake Forest, and they're just really close lot or four points, yeah, total. four points. And then you look at all their wins. I mean, look at what happened uh, in Iowa, uh, you know, against the Hawkeyes. On Sunday, the Badgers had it, then the Hawkeyes went on an 8-0 run with 45 seconds left. Obviously, Bucky then wins it uh, in overtime. But w- this team, will it come back to bite them in the ass? Or is it like, I look at it this way, it's a gritty team that they find ways to win despite you know facing some adversity. Like, How do you look at it for this team moving forward after these three games of whatever, then return to Big Ten play?
2: Gritty, not pretty. Yeah. We got a couple of those yesterday. Not from Greg Garber, but from Tyler Wall. So, I mean, it, it is that. But... Last year, as I've mentioned before, 18-2 and two in the regular season, then, you know, 1-3, uh, or I should say 1-2 in the postseason. So it, it came back to bite them at the end of the – I mean, you think about the Nebraska game, they lost that way. Yeah. Michigan State, they lost that way. Iowa State, they lost that way. So, like, they, it, it's a very small margin for error for this, this team, and they don't have the star and Johnny to be able to get it done. Like, you can't just turn to a guy and say, get out of the way. How many times did we hear that last year? Sometimes you know. Well, we saw kind of it ball. too with
0: with um, Chucky Hepburn at the end of regulation against Iowa, right? So,
2: well, I mean that that has been their end of the game plan so far. And, and Chucky kind of talked about it yesterday. He he thought he got a better look than some of the other ones he's had so far this year. But I, I mean, I, I still you're in the bonus. I feel like you still got to try and take that yeah. ball of the hoop. Yeah. And um, maybe they won't maybe they won't call it. I don't know. Either way, uh, they don't have that guy. At the end, it's going to be able to take over games for the most part. We've seen Chucky do it at times. We've seen it Tyler Wall do it at times. Uh, Stephen Crowell had a big bucket. But, like, they just don't have that guy you can point to and say, go get a bucket type of thing. And so I I think the margin for error is even smaller with this team than last year's. And um, so could it come back to bite them? Of course. When you play in tight games, when you play in close games, a bounce here or there goes against you and you lose the game. So, um, Rowdy yeah, and I, I, mean, it, and it, I just so, made eye contact. I, yeah, I and don't right,
1: know, I Zach. I feel thing. like right now this team might not have that guy, but give it a little time. The guy's on the roster. His name's Connor Asijin. That guy will get you a bucket.
2: Yeah, I thought the same thing. But he literally can't do it himself, though. Well, he could. Johnny could do it himself. He didn't need anybody to help him get a bucket. That's, but that's what I mean by go and get you a bucket. Connor Asijin could come off a screen. Connor Asijin can... Uh, you know, they can run plays for Connor season to, to get him a bucket, but he can't do it himself. You know what I mean? Like Johnny could get to the bucket himself. He didn't need any help getting there. They don't have that guy. Connor season is a big time player. And I, he's, he's awesome. And I think he's, it's great to watch him. He's just not a guy that's going to get you a a bucket by himself right now. At this moment, they're not giving the ball to him at the end of games.
0: Just give Jimmy Chitwood time. (laughs) It'll come.
2: I didn't say it's not going to
0: come. I'm just saying right now, it's not that guy. You never count out Jimmy Chitwood. All right, so Zach, Lehigh, uh, Lehigh. Badgers favored by what twenty two and a half, Rowdy? What, th- what do we think about Lehigh in this? Uh, what a grant was a Grambling State and who else? That was I believe this, uh, Western, Western Michigan. Michigan.
2: Yeah, I believe they're in the three hundreds in the in the Ken uh, and and the, and the net rankings. So if they play a close game tonight, like tonight's one of those ones where you want to be like, let's let's have this game over um, <laughs> before the last few minutes maybe, you know, make it a fifteen point. No 20, team
0: drama tonight.
2: Twenty five point win and yeah, I mean this is this would be the one to to break out. Now Greg Guard pumped him up and said they haven't played the way that they were expected to this year. They got they're veteran teams, so maybe they're maybe they'll give them, maybe they'll wake up tonight, but um yeah, we'll see. He he mentioned CJ McCollum. Um so I think that's like that's what Lehigh is known for, is essentially C J <laughs> McCollum and beating Duke.
0: Uh any well we, but we, yeah, you
1: look at Lehigh, they were Picked in most publications to finish third or fourth in the Patriot League, but they haven't played to that level so far this season.
2: And it's a good league.
1: It's not a terrible league. I mean,
2: they—you think about the tournament. They've—they've they've played a bunch of those teams in the tournament. They—they they haven't always Wisconsin. That is, and they haven't always handled them uh, overly well. Um, obviously, last Colgate, year. Bucknell. Yeah, Col- the Colgate came last year in the in the tournament. Yeah,
0: Bucknell. All right, so Zach, uh, Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. Uh, we set the over under on Isaac Guard minutes tonight at one, mm. and Nelly and I both took the over. So we'll see if if he's going to get into I a game. Under. Yeah, if he's going
1: to get into a game, Zach, it's going to be these next three. So, if, so, so I went yes. If,
0: if Isaac Gard does get over the one minute, we would love if you could or uh, him be made available to the media after the game, if you could just do a little one on one with him, okay. Yep. <laughs> Zach, i sports taker to this right now. Zach, let's turn our attention to the to the fickle ball, the Luke Fickle era. Another commit coming yesterday. Have you learned how to say this guy's name? I just went with it with uh, uh, Allegro.
2: I think that's what it was. Christian Allegro? I, I haven't thought, found out. How I think it's, to, it's Allegro. I'm just going to yeah. go with it. Yeah. I think so, too. Allegro. I, but it's, yeah. What
0: do exactly. we think of all these uh, commits now coming out? They must have had a hell of a visit over the weekend because all these guys that visited over the weekend are like, yep, I'm coming. Or is it just because yeah, of Luke well, Fickle?
2: Well, I mean, four guys that all visited this past weekend. Two of them were already committed to Cincinnati. So it was, it's really just looking around the place and be like, uh, oh, I like it. Uh, Jesse Temple's got a story up on the athletic right now talking about the first guy, Jonas Declona. Um, they wanted him so much. He came, he came to, so he came this weekend. He wanted to be there. Um, he was like, he told them, can I think about it? I just want to think, go home and think about it. And when he flew home, he got home, uh, Two of Wisconsin's recruiters had flown there and met him, and said, "No, we want you." Is that um, PJ, so, like, are they, we PJ
0: Flecking it? Did they take a they, faster airplane or something, or what? They
2: essentially they essentially just met him down there and was like, uh, "What's your decision?" <laughs> so, so he came to uh,
0: Wisconsin. He's like, "Give me some time to think about it." And in the flight home, they jumped on a faster jet and met him down back to where is he? Naples, is- Florida
2: that was a story that, that Jesse uh, told me yesterday and uh, he's got the story up now. I haven't, and I haven't Fickle had tickle is not waiting around, oh. but um, Damn. yeah, go, go, go read it. Good stuff from Jesse. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of where this is at, like in terms of kinda... putting the full court press on guys, cause they do need guys and they, they really liked Jonas Taclona. So I mean, it's, it, that's not a huge surprise that they put that much effort into it. He's a bigger corner and the type of guy that they want to play on their, on, on the defense. Um, I should say with this defense. So um, they're putting a the full court press on a lot of these guys and, and trying to get it in. They're not trying to, um, you know, fill up the class overly. They they want the guys that they want, so they're not just going to be throwing offers out to left and right. But the guys that they have offered are ones that uh, obviously they desperately want.
0: Man, so uh, do that. What quarterback do they desperately want, Zach? Because there's a couple linked now. Um, yeah. kind of just putting it out there on the Instagrams. What uh, Nick Evers? You have uh obviously there's Burkett still there. You have the Virginia quarterback who's interested in Brennan Armstrong, but he has also visited uh, Oklahoma State. He might as well just go to the bowl game. Like who is all right. out there? What else is all Give there? Give me Hudson Card. Hudson Card? Who right, uh, who do you think Wisconsin's um, gonna send a private jet to to their house to say, Hey, you coming? No, I
2: can't believe you jumped on the Hudson card bag wagon after after Ben started it. That's a oh kind of ridiculous. God. <laughs>
1: um, yep. Yep. So. Go with uh, <laughs> that story. Go with that narrative.
2: I, I think I think Nick Evers is probably their one of, their, their top choice. Um he was really? the first one to visit. He was the first one to visit. Ben was a fan, yeah. but
0: now not a fan of his.
2: Yes. He talked to his Oklahoma guy. No, um, ben does
0: wear flip flops. Ben does wear flip flops? Yeah, flip flops.
2: Oh flip flops, I gotcha. Ask him um, about confensus. Yeah. Austin Confensus. Fantastic player. Great great. Can do the javelin, fantastic. Hell of
1: a safety um, at BYU.
0: Or who am I thinking of? The Minnesota. Quarterback. I have no. I, I. I don't. I mean, did, What the hell's his name again? Oscar Conferences played quarterback. <laughs> no, 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 no. Alec Manis. Alec Manis. Alec. Manis. Alec ask oh, ben about Alec, Alec Manis. Manis. Sorry, I Alec keep thinking of Zach Gallifanakis. Yeah, at Minnesota. <laughs> at ask Minnesota. Ben about him and Graham Mertz. It's hilarious. Anyways, what are you saying? Evers, um, Evers, Evers.
2: Yes, Evers. I think probably would be maybe their top choice, just because he, he was the first one to visit. Now he's a guy that I think is probably going to have to do a little bit. There's a little development there that has to has to come along. I I guess I would not be a fan of him, or at this point, Miles kept being a starter next year, just because you haven't. They, there's not a lot of experience there. But I do know that the offense that. Uh, you know, Longo wants to run is quarterback friendly. There's not a ton of decision making. They they're trying to make it as simple as possible. So maybe there wouldn't be as uh, huge of a, a learning curve there. But Brandon Armstrong would be a great um you know bridge gap. But I just don't think if you bring Brandon Armstrong in that Nick Evers is going to come in. You know, like it's not going to it'll be one or the other. But I think uh, me personally, I think they would need. I think they need to add. Two guys from transfer portal. It's just um, I don't know if those guys are going to be open to it, but I think Nick Evers is probably at the top of their list. Okay, okay. Um, speaking of, Cause some of young, because he's young, he's only he's got he's he and he fits this offense perfectly in terms of like what they want in uh, in mobility. He's tatted <clears throat> up in mobility and, and that type of thing. So I I understand it. It's just the lack of experience. There's a little bit concerning, but then you go and look at the quarterbacks that Longo had at North Carolina, both played as you know freshman and Sam Howell and in Drake May. So we'll see. Speaking of
1: some of the recruits where they're putting a full court press on, uh, one of the guys, Amari Snowden, also tweeting yeah. out that he's going to be in Madison, and now he's a big-time four-star recruit that uh, plays both wide receiver yeah. and defensive back and baseball. And yeah, didn't, <laughs> didn't he – or didn't Wisconsin finish very high on his list before committing to Cincinnati and then decommitting?
2: Yeah, they, I want to say they finished second. Um, he's a really good baseball player. So,
0: is he related uh, to Edward Snowden? He might be. That'd be
2: cool. Um, that'd be that'd, that'd be a good connection there. Yeah. I, Nelly, I don't know how much like, I I feel like he really wants to play baseball. Obviously, that would be a problem in Wisconsin. There's, but a he's weekend. There's a club team. There's a club team. You can play club. He's, he, he's coming to Wisconsin this weekend. It's another huge weekend for them, uh, recruiting wise. But. Yeah, I mean, if they can overcome the fact that they don't have a baseball team for them to play on, I think this should be a great spot for him. If he only wanted to play football, I think he may have picked Wisconsin to begin with, but um, we'll see.
0: Zach, before I let you go, things change. Brian. And more will be revealed. Uh, Kenny and Heilprint tonight live at Monks and Sun Prairie. Cannot wait. This is going to be a good time. Do we have a special guest out there? Or is it still a surprise? Still a surprise. Okay, still a surprise. I know with, the, with this weather, a lot of people have, have a hard time driving. Zach? And also, we got uh, all your other beautiful uh, podcasts: up the camp, the swing, you name it. But more importantly, Zach Heilprin, who does he pick that will be winning the World Cup Sunday? Oh. Argentina and Lionel Messi, or France and Mbappe? I'm going with Argentina, team of destiny, de- team of destiny. Oh, with,
2: you, you a big Messi guy? With Messi, uh, I I enjoy watching Lionel Messi play. Uh, I also enjoy Mbappe plays. I Mbappe,
0: mean,
2: right. hey, I'll be. I'll, to be fair, I, I watch this stuff maybe twice a year. So um, uh, you know, just in terms of like big matches, I watch the Euros, watch when the U.S. plays, yeah. watch the World Cup. Outside of that, not so much. But yeah, be looking forward to Lionel to, you know, Messi finally getting one on, uh, adding that like his final, it's his final career yeah. checkmark. That's all he needs.
0: Your uh, take on how USA performed? Uh, did get out of the group stage in the knockout rounds? Your your take on USA?
1: Just wait for
2: 2026. Hell yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Oh,
1: we can wait.
0: Zach, we love you, buddy. We love you. All right, guys. See you, buddy. There he is. Zach Halpern, our sports director. Get it. And latest victim of Great Guards Comedy, talking about how bald he is. (laughs) Handsome, athletic. His name's Steve Austin. Now, Steve Austin, he underwent government-sanctioned surgery. Uh, They rebuilt him. Several of uh, Steve's body parts had machine parts cyborg like and when Steve recovered he became part man part machine they did rebuild him superhuman strength they called him the six million dollar man we now go to with inflation the twelve million dollar man a guy with a new knee ready to kick some ass Rob Reichel Robbie what's going on brother
3: yeah maybe about 18 or 24 million the way inflation's going (laughs) 12 might not be high enough
0: the 24 million dollar man we can rebuild him More handsome and more athletic than ever. Our guy Rob Reichel, (laughs) Forbes.com. Robbie, how's the new knee?
3: Uh, I don't want to jinx it, Evo, but all things are on track. It, 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 it's gone extremely well. Thank you for asking. We uh,
0: we missed you last week, buddy. We missed yeah, you. Believe believe
3: me, I I missed you too. I I may not have a job if I came on last week because of some of the pain meds I was on. Who knows what I would have said? It would it would have been crazier than most weeks, Evo. Let's just say. No, that. Rob.
0: I wanted you doped up on every goofball man- imaginable for the segment, <laughs> but you said no to the painkillers. You're good, right? You're you're just grinning and bearing it. Yes. Well, I'm saving most of them for the next
3: time Farv and I get together, Evo. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, then you guys are going to talk about Mississippi. Farve will be like, "Can I get a couple more of those?" All right, so, there we go. Right, so, just no camera phones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no Crocs either. All right, so Rob, no
3: camera phones. We're we're both, we're both children of the '80s. Yes, no
0: uh, question. I'm I'm it's, glad you're doing good, man. I'm glad you're doing better. That's uh, I
3: I know I, I I appreciate that. I'm hoping to get cleared to drive next week. I, my only advice here here's my advice to all the listeners out there because I put this off for about three or four years. If it's, you know, if, if, if you've got bad joint pain, whatever it is, knee, shoulder, et cetera, et cetera, ju- just go get it done. The procedures these days, the doctors are so darn good, Evo. Um, you know, it's so much easier even than a decade ago. I was home the same day, uh, been rehabbing like a son of a gun and,
0: a boy. you know,
3: three, four weeks in from now from the surgery. I mean, you, hey, Evo, you and I will go to the combine,
1: and we'll, and we'll, we'll race the 40. How about that? Done. Are you, it in. sounds like you're dipping back into maybe some flag football leagues for the first time in 20 years.
0: Is <laughs> agile. is nimble now. Well, Rob, you know, Steve Austin, he went to work for the Office of Scientific Information battling evil for the good of mankind. Uh, you're doing it for Conley Media, Forbes.com, uh, putting out information for the good of mankind of Green Bay Packers.
3: But, doing our best. Doing our best. Still plowed through last weekend, and. And wrote what I could write, Evo, and, and 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 the green and gold—they're back at it today. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna need at least a week away from there to I like, you know learn how to walk again. So, but uh,
0: Rob, well,
3: we're, we're we will uh, we'll 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 keep cranking out what we, what we can crank out from home.
0: Aaron Rodgers—he uh, was on bio talking about he was on the beach, you know, you know, getting a little sun on himself. He also did mention he hopes his guy Rob Reichel, is all right. But Rob, with them coming back. <laughs> Rogers did not have any protection on his thumb while practicing. He said his ribs are going to be a little better as well. How realistic is it for the Packers to rattle off four straight wins, certain with uh, the Rams for Monday night football and to keep their hopes alive for the playoffs?
3: You know, so most of these simulators in these kind of fun games that are out there evil, that you can play the analytics kind of stuff list them as about a 6% chance of, of making the playoffs. I- I'll be honest with you. Evil. I-, I think it's, substantially higher than that yes. when you, when you kind of play the odds. And I wrote that last weekend and, and, and we'll get into green Bay in a second, but let, let me just bounce a few things off you here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let, let, and, and, and let, and let's go through this and, and, and we'll, and we'll go, you know, we'll go bullet point real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, so, so here's Washington at the sixth spot. Okay. You just tell me what you think. Win or loss on these games for the Redskins. Uh, okay. For, for the commanders uh, for, for Washington, right? Okay. Giants.
0: A win for the commanders.
3: Yep, forty niners.
0: Uh, that's a talented roster.
3: Yeah, Forty niners beat them, right?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, because it's in San Fran. Yeah, uh, Cowboys.
0: I'm gonna give it to the boys.
3: Absolutely, your boy Mike's not losing that. And yeah. then, and then, Cle- and then Cleveland,
0: the Commanders.
3: Correct. So they're gonna get to, and, and, and we'll just we're just playing the odds. Yeah. So they're gonna get to nine, seven, and one. Probably sneak in one of these spots okay so now here's seven eight nine evil all right uh here's the Giants we already said they're losing to Washington yeah. then they have
0: then they have Minnesota at, at u.s bank I'll take the Vikings absolutely at Philly I will take the Eagles fly Eagles fly in Indianapolis I'll this, take this the, I'll take the Giants against the Colts
3: absolutely so the Giants go to eight eight and one all right Green Bay wins out they pass the Giants at nine and eight Seattle here's the, they're seven and six evil
0: 49ers tonight. Man. It's
3: gonna was, be the 49ers. Yeah,
0: I mean, Brock Purdy's playing. Yeah, give me the Brock Purdy experience. That's such a good I mean, roster. The roster
3: is so good they could probably throw me or you in there at this point and win football games. That, and that, even that Rowdy that team.
0: Yeah.
3: Hey, I, yeah, okay, let's sub Rowdy for me. That's a better play. <laughs> um, okay, at at Kansas
0: City. Kansas City. Jets Rams. Man, I would take. Oof, that's a tough one for me. I man. Probably split them, right? Yeah, I'd, split, I'd say. Yeah, Rams. They'd beat Jets. I don't know. That's a toss up for me. Yeah,
3: I, I agree. They're going to get to eight and nine if, if that plays out the way you just did. So now here's the real here's the real crazy part of it. Okay, now we're at Detroit at the nine hole, at the Jets.
0: Man, that's I'll a lose. T- yeah, lose. Jets, I'll Jets. Jets. Jets are pretty good, right? Let's, let's just say the Jets.
3: Let's, let's play the favorite, right? I'm sure yeah. the Jets are three four point favorites in that game. It's let's a toss up, but I will take Jets. Oh, is it? Okay, all right, Carolina.
0: Uh, the lions,
3: absolutely. Bears, lions. I agree. So the so the lions would be coming under that scenario, Evo to Lambeau Field for the final game of the year at eight and eight. And if Green Bay can rattle off wins against the Rams, which they should do, they go they go to Miami on Christmas, which is obviously the big stickler in this whole thing, and then they come home for Vikings, which I don't think Minnesota is going to want to play in that game on on January first when it's minus six <laughs> and. And then and then finish with the Lions, Evo. You know when when we play it out that way. I, I mean, I really I give Green Bay a 25 yes. percent chance to yes. get into this whole thing when it when it when it's all said and done. And Evo, it wouldn't shock me if that Packer Lion game in Week eighteen is for a playoff spot. The key to this whole thing is can the Packers steal one down in Miami on Christmas. Yeah, if they can if they can do that, Ebo, I really think the door flies wide open, and their path to the postseason um, is is extremely positive. Um, that that tie that the Giants and Washington had a couple weeks back, you know, a lot of times the tie can help you. I think it's going to hurt one of those two teams, and they're going to finish eight eight and one. And if the Packers can run this thing, Ebo, and get to nine and eight, I mean, it's it, 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 it's highly possible. Now the key is they've got to win four in a row. And and what what? They started three and one, right? So they're what, two and seven since then. Yeah. They haven't given us a great indication that they can roll off four straight wins. Um but with the emergence of Christian Watson, the late bye week, they've you know, they pretty much have had 10, 11 days off in a row for the most part. Um, Ebo, I I I'm telling you, the odds are better than most people
0: think. I love it. and then you got Romeo Dobbs coming back too, Rob, against the Rams. They do. Uh like how how big of a get is that for the Packers? Finally they have their full collection of of wide receivers going at it.
3: I think it's the combo of it, Evo. right? The emergence of Watson in the last month, eight touchdowns in four games. Um, we saw what Dobbs did the first half of the year before he got hurt in Detroit. Evo, I think they've been together on the field for like a grand total of like 60 plays this year. The, you know, the two of these guys and, and they should be, they should be a uh, full board to go the last four weeks of the season. I mean, Watson's in the hunt all of a sudden now for, for rookie of the year, even though he was invisible the first eight, nine weeks, we've, you know, we, we, his emergence has been just nothing sportive, of, uh, nothing short of uh, just spectacular. Ebo and and let, let's be honest, I mean, he he's the deep guy that that can take the top off a of defense, and 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 Dubs is a pretty darn good route runner already at, a, at at a young age. Um, you know, he's he's had some struggles with his hands, and you know, Rogers was losing a little bit of confidence in him there um, you know, before he did get hurt, but but he flashed dramatically over the you know, over the first handful of weeks and certainly through the summer evil. I mean, I think that combo moving forward, that one two duo um of 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 Watson and Dobbs is is, is gonna be pretty damn good in in this league. It's gonna allow them to let Alan Lozard walk in, in free agency this offseason and they won't give him um you know the kind of money he's probably gonna wind up getting somewhere else. You know, but, but the future is kinda here now for that wide receiver position yeah. evil there that, they, you know, that they're, they're going to, they're going to finish the, the year with, with those two young kids. Uh, probably getting the the, the bulk and the majority of the targets, and, and Lazard obviously being the third guy in there, and and I think they'll mix you know Samari Touré in there as well a little bit. Sure. So no, it's a it's a huge get to get uh, to get Romeo back this week. I mean across the board, Evo, that they're, they're, they're going to be as healthy, off, you know, obviously outside the left tackle um, as, as they've been in a, in a long long time. This is Bocchiari, and, and I guess Rashawn Gary still on, on the defensive side of the ball, but you know, Evo for whatever we're talking here today, December fifteenth, that that's a pretty dark healthy roster
0: definitely rob reichel joining us right now forbes.com conley media robbie speaking of the future uh wide receivers looking like they're you know pretty nice and set hopefully knock on wood what's up with jordan love i'm sure you saw the report coming out uh him talking to some people that he's gonna request a trade that if rogers comes back next season what do we what do we think about this whole situation if there's got any legs to it or not
3: oh it's got i mean it's got legs i mean no no one in that league If you know if you these are you know these are alpha males evil these are bulldogs they don't want to sit on a bench for four straight years it makes no sense for jordan love to you know if rogers does opt to come back and i think he will come back i think that's kind of why he started dropping hints the week of the bears game about his future in green Bay and, and saying things like, well, the interest has to be mutual. and it, it, it kind of put the ball back in Guda court that, that when Guda talked talk with the media last week, he had to kind of come back and then, and then reinforce that they do want Rogers back. And if that winds up being the case, I, I, I think they almost absolutely have to trade Jordan love uh, this, this off season. Now, You know, what'll be fascinating is, are are they able to showcase him or not? Right? this last you know two to four weeks, let's say if they if they somehow get upset on Monday night against the Rams, you know I'd say they'll they'll lose in Miami on Christmas. They'd be at least probably what a six to an eight point underdog mm-hmm. in in that game. I would assume on Christmas Day down in down in Miami. You know if they lose one of those two games, Ebo, then it's going to become the Jordan Love show. I would certainly think, and and you get an opportunity to showcase him, you know, against a bad Detroit defense and a Minnesota defense that's okay. Um, and, and 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 Ebo, if he has a couple of really strong games and plays like he did against Philadelphia. I mean, I, I really think they can get a tool for the guy uh, when, yeah. when it's all, when it's all said and done. Absolutely. I mean, I, 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 really do. There's, there's 10 teams out there desperate and dying for quarterbacks. And, you know, there, there's a couple of proven commodities or guys I think that are coming out in this draft that can probably step in and, and help immediately. But there aren't, there aren't 32 starting quarterbacks floating around the earth. And, and I think Jordan Love is a starting quarterback in the National Football League, Evo. So if, you know, if, if he does close the year strong, his value obviously goes up. Um, if Rodgers comes back, I don't want to say they owe it to him necessarily because he is under contract. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to say they owe it to him to trade him, uh, but, but, but everybody in Jordan Love's shoes you, you you wouldn't want to sit at the radio station for four years and you know watch somebody else do a job you know you're qualified and, and ready to do I wouldn't want to do it in my profession you know no, no nobody out there listening right now would want to do that in, in their in their place of employment so you know unless it, they're it, beta
0: males Rob they're, these are alphas we're talking about here you and I included and Rowdy. good
3: point good point we do live in a world where you know most businesses are shut an extra day or two a week now because nobody wants to work I guess people <laughs> that's a that's a whole other topic I won't even I won't even get into but yeah it's uh we we, we we for jordan love he wants to work evo he, he he wants he wants to show you know he's he's you know he's one of the 15 or 18 or 20 best or 12 best whatever yeah, look at that, Rob, A 24
0: year old that wants to work shock yeah what a, sh-
3: what a shock right yeah where, where did that come from um so yeah no evo evo i think he'll uh you know, if if Rogers does indeed come back next season, I, I I'd be surprised if Jordan loves on the roster.
0: Love it, Robbie. Before I ask you, uh, well, actually, no, I'm going to ask you. Then I'll save my other question that's not Packers related after this. What happens Monday Night Football, <laughs> Robbie? What happens Monday Night Football is Baker Mayfield coming back to Lambo with the Rams, though.
3: Yeah, you re- you remember when Baker showed up last year? Evo, he 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 brought his sleigh and. Put on a Santa hat. He was Santa Baker, man. He 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 he, he just gave gifts to Green Bay all day long. Baker Claus, yeah, clause, I mean, Cle- yeah. Cle- Cle- yeah, Baker Claus. There you go. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Cleveland had the better roster, and they, and they ran the ball for about a million yards that day. But you know, fortunately for 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 Green Bay, you know, Baker was in a giving mood. I, I would expect <laughs> much of the same, Evo. Um, I, I I think he he probably gives them you know three or four opportunities for interceptions. Um, I, I know I, whatever, I know he played well in, in, you know, the quarter or a couple quarters he had last week in the, in that Raiders game and he finished the game strong. Uh, but the, but the, the, this is still a guy who's, what on his third team now and he's gonna be looking for a fourth team this particular offseason. Um he, he's not the answer there. I don't think he's the answer anywhere. This lines up well for Green Bay. It's a it's a team coming from an eighty degree climate to probably what's going to be what a 15, 20 degree night. So no I, I think Green Bay rolls in that one, Evo. They're they're well rested. This is their climate. Uh I don't I don't think the Rams are going to play. And if Green Bay punches them in the mouth early, Evo, you know, let, let let's say it's thirteen three 17-6, 20-6, whatever, early on, this thing could spiral out of control. I, I like the Packers big in this, Evo.
0: Love it. And, Rob, something else that oh, – one other thing. Is, is Joe Barry going to be the D.C. next year, you think? No. Okay.
3: In a, in a, in a word, in a word, no. Okay, thank um, you. Not, thank not, you. Not, 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 now, Ebo. if – whatever. I mean, there's – uh, Like like we always say, much like Green Bay's playoff chances when we started this this, this whole thing, right? So you're you're saying there's a chance, right? Let's let's go back. Let's take it down and and go to the dumb and dumber know? Well, Joe Barry, dumb and
0: dumber. Yeah,
3: I get it. Absolutely. If Evo, if they rolled off four straight wins and they allow nine points a game and they win a couple of playoff games and the defense is excellent, yes. Under that scenario, I guess you could bring them back. Under almost any other scenario, there's, there's no way Joe Barry's in town next year. So let's put it at ninety eight, ninety nine percent. Joe Barry's gone.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Rob. I just I, that, that, that <laughs> makes me feel at ease a little bit. All right, Rob. Before I let you go, I had something near and dear to your heart, and you've been able to you watch it. You know, keep some tabs on it because you, you know, you got a new knee. We're rebuilding you. How about Badger basketball, dude? How are you feeling, man?
3: You know, I clicked on Lenardi the other day, and he had him as a seven seed. And in, in oh. now, now in the now in the Rob Reichel bracket, they're a two seed Evo Yeah, so, I mean. um, man. Maybe, maybe I got to start my own uh, bracketology. No, that, <laughs> I mean
0: Reicheltology.
3: Uh, Hey, I'll I'll tell you what, what. What a brilliant surprise, right? I mean. Hey, hey! Keep picking him to finish ninth, tenth, eleventh in the league. Mm. We, we, we we know how that story plays out, mm. right? Year after year. I'll, I'll tell you what. If Tyler Walls not the most popular man on campus, he should be, and Connor Asesian should be should be right behind him as yeah. as vice as, as vice president and number two. I'm I'm not going to go into my list of demands that you know things I would like to see Greg Gard do slightly different. We don't have enough time um, right now for that. I'd, I'd like to see some lineup adjustments. Evo, let's just Wait, say that let me, can, can
0: I just take a guess?
3: Starting with like 36 minutes for Connor and about four for for uh, Johnny Davis's little brother. That's what um, was going
0: to be my guess. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we we won't go off on that tangent. It, it, it's been a fun ride. They, they they are they are they are they're enjoyable to watch every every single year. And I'll tell you what, Ebo is a guy who lives uh, 20 minutes outside of Milwaukee. It is just a thrill every time they can come down here and kick the crap out of out of the Marquette Gold. I'll tell you that that was that that that, that was one of the more enjoyable oh, days of the year Robin, how about beating because,
0: Fran McCaffrey in his own house That was nice too I'll, t-
3: I'll, I'll tell you what I'll take Marquette over that I, I I know I know Badger nation despises uh despises Franny but uh, there, there's there's nothing quite like sticking it to the to 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 the little brother down there on the Marquette campus that was that that, that was one of the more enjoyable days and they and they did it for an entire half without the point guard. Yeah. So, Robbie, uh, it's it's, it's, a, it's a terrific start. Evo. I hope they can, I hope they can keep it going right now to me. They look like a sweet 16 team. Oh,
0: I love it. I love you, dude. I'm glad I can, I can hear it in your voice, Rob. I can just hear how happy you are with that new knee and, and you know, painkillers. So it's gotta be the happiness of pain-free new knee. So well done, buddy. We're glad you're doing well. And thanks for uh, hopping on again. We missed you.
3: Well, like I said, I got a couple of bottles of fun stuff for the next time uh, we get together for a Badger pregame, or the next time the next time we we, we find old Brett. So,
0: all right, I'm in. Rob Forbes.com, Golly <laughs> Media. Have a good one, brother. We love you.
3: All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. <laughs>